When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. I got one more thing I'd like to talk to you about Okay, so... I have a dear friend, someone that I love with my whole heart. And this individual is a flower in bloom. Um, this individual is dynamic. We all are, but I've been able to observe some specific changes, adaptations, whatever the language is, I'm about to learn it with you in real time on this show. Um, I think it's important. I will always say that it's important that we learn how to love people and we teach people how to love us. And recently, in recent years, I should say, in this country, we've been having uh, conversations about how people wish to be identified specifically with respect to their pronouns. And I consider myself to be a woke individual, I'd rather be woke than asleep. Um, but in the, like the, the true meaning of wokeism, you know, very progressive in my thinking, um, very accommodating of my brothers and sisters that I share this planet with, um, trying to live at peace and have the best, most fulfilling experience with this life, but also advocate for the best experience on this life for people who may not have um, the same access as I do. And it's in that spirit that I wanted to have today's conversation. 
So, Maya, welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, in brief, I want you to know a little bit about the person we're talking about. So I'll paint a picture. I met Maya when she was 17. Um, she came to my house from out of town. And I am a grown man. And and you're you're older than that now, of course. Yeah. But um, when I first met you, you came to my house and the idea was to learn to DJ. Um, I've shared on the show many times that I'm a DJ. But you also told me something that was very profound. You said, um, I'm going to school to become a civil rights attorney. And that was that moved me because Maya is white. Maya's mother and father are white. They're both doctors. So if you know, like I know, you know that that means that Maya did not have to be a civil rights attorney. Maya could have did anything that she wanted to. Um, but that's I think that kind of shows her heart. Um, being born with considerably less in the way of obstacles and problems that you would anticipate on your path to whatever it is you wanted to be. You choose to take the hard route for the benefit of someone else, people that don't even look like you. Some people who might even be angry with people who look like you for the position that they're in. It's a lot to reconcile. If you've done that by age 17, what I said makes sense. What I said was, Anything you need, now and forever, you call me, I got you. And um, when Maya announced to me that um, she had changed her pronouns to better reflect, so she, forgive me, again, I'm learning right now. All good. When Maya announced the changing of pronouns, I uh, naturally would accommodate anybody to the to the best I can. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I make mistakes. There's other people I know who identify as they or they, they've changed their pronouns from she to he. Yeah. You know these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel really bad because I want to I want to make sure that everyone knows that it's a safe space. I got you. I I would protect you. Yeah. But it's 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 language and it's mm -hmm. I guess it's wired into a different part of your brain. So And I still know that, even if you get the language wrong. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but th this you've tasked your brother with honoring you as you are blossoming and blooming. And so that responsibility is still mine. I appreciate the grace, but the responsibility is mine. What I wanted to ask now that we've painted this picture is for you to talk us through what it means to go from having one set of pronouns to another set of pronouns and how does that fulfill you? I figured the benefit would help us yeah. people who are coming to terms with pronouns and adjusting pronouns. It will help us to be better brothers and sisters to those of us who are evolving. Yeah. Okay. Floor yours. <laughs> um, you can edit this, right? Of course. Of okay. course. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, okay. Well, 
Uh, I've told you this, but to kind of recount, I first started shifting my pronouns in February of 2020. Okay. <clears throat> so it's been like three and a half years now. And I first started using she, they, um, and it started really just as a, I had a friend who started to use different pronouns and I kind of thought to myself, like, how would I feel about they in reference to me? Um, and then I kind of pushed this, the thought aside um, and at that point I had already identified as queer, like for my sexuality, but I had not thought about gender. And then the thought came up again. And then I had a friend come to visit and, um, I was telling her about it and I hadn't told anyone about it at that point. And we were laying on my floor and I was sobbing because it was hitting something and I didn't understand. I had no idea. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, so I started to use Shidae to try it out, to mm. see how it felt. And it unlocked something that I didn't know needed to be unlocked. Mm -hmm. And when I think back on my relationship to gender, I didn't ever feel, when I was younger, I didn't feel tied to being a girl. I always liked that I, there are a lot of spaces in which I could just be one of the boys. I could just be myself and that gender wasn't a, a roadblock in that in terms of me having friends. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel attached to the identity of being a woman, except for when it came to my experience of living under patriarchy. Like I knew what it meant to connect to other women about the experience of like a glance on the street that is like very sexualizing and feels deeply uncomfortable and sometimes violent. Like that's an experience or being discounted on being able to do whatever it was um, like being a DJ, for example, wanting to be DJ. I recognize that it was like, okay, I understand that there are so few DJs that I see that look like me in the sense of the body type that I have, that I'm assigned female at birth. Um, it was mostly cis men that I was seeing DJing. So I felt connected in that way, but it was not necessarily, I feel like a woman. So, but I didn't think about it that much. Um, I started using she, they, and then for a few years, it became more comfortable and felt more right. I realized I only heard my friends using they, them for me. I didn't really hear many people refer to me as she, except for my mom, who, you know, she's known about this since I started using different pronouns, but it has taken a long time. It takes time for the language to adjust. I know that she loves me. I know that it's taking time for her to understand what this means in terms of identity change and also that. Like, it's hard for her to, she, you know, had spent at that point 21 years only using she. And so for her to use something else, it's taking time, right? Okay. Um, and then I came home from a trip where I'd spent some time alone that last summer, about a year ago. And I heard someone refer to me as she, I guess, okay, I'm getting a little off track, but that's okay. I'll come back around. Okay. <laughs> um, I heard someone use, I heard someone say like, Oh, she blah, blah, blah. And I had a moment of being like, what were you talking about? I didn't see anyone else around. And I was like, oh, that's me. You're talking about me. And it just did not, it felt like they were talking about someone else. Um, I think that since I've used they, them, since I started using they, them, and I think this whole sort of experience of using different pronouns, I was describing it to a friend last night, actually. It felt like I was in a room. 
And I saw, I was in this room. I saw that there was a door that said man, right? And I was like, that's not the door for me. I don't want to walk through that. It doesn't feel like the right door. And I saw a door out of the corner of my eye. Like, okay. I didn't really think, or, you know, I just learned about the door because also I think using they, them is relatively newer, right? It's not that non-binary people are new, but I think this change in like pronouns is relatively new within the past, like several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and like becoming more popular and whatnot. It was like, I saw the door out of the corner of my eye. And I hadn't really thought like, do I want to walk to that door? And then I was like, oh, I'm looking at the door. Maybe, you know, maybe I might peek through it, but I'm not sure. Do I really need to open this door? Like I know this room. And maybe not, doesn't feel like the best room, but it's a room that I know. And then I opened that door and I'm in a new room. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I had no idea what could be waiting beside this door. Mm-hmm. And, and then in that room, in this analogy, that's like she, they, I see this other door, right? I see they, them, and I see more doors because also now that I'm starting to think about gender, I understand that there are different combinations of pronouns and that pronouns are also one thing around like gender that doesn't necessarily determine your gender. And it also doesn't, um, you know, I could have, I, I see he, him there. I see he, they, I say, I see they, she, I see they, them, but I see all of these doors, but I see the, they, them door, like again, in the corner of my eye. And I was like, okay, I see it. It doesn't really feel right. But then like over time, I'm like, okay, this room is feeling better, but then start the, the room starts to feel a little bit too small. And I see this door and it's again, I think about the door because I thought about using they, them. Like, do I really need to walk through this door? Like, I don't know. I'm just, people are still going to call me she. You know, what's the... But I think about this door and I start to move closer to the door. I'm like, you know what? Might as well try opening the door and okay. let's see. And it's just like... It's like you... It's like I opened the door and I'm no longer in a building. It's... Oh, wow. Like, it, it is so expansive. And I have... And that's how it's felt, I think, to use these pronouns. I continue to feel like there is more and more space for me within it. I continue to learn more about myself. It gives me more freedom internally. I I just can't, it feels free. That's how it feels. So, so let me, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. When you talk about it feeling free, I, I, I guess maybe for a lot of us that our, our pronouns are, they're, they have roots. They're they're yeah. they're not changing at all. There's no mm-hmm. need. Not yeah. that not that changing anything is bad or nothing nothing like that. But yeah, um, I just kind of know me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. I'm, I think I'm answering my own question because I know me. I know who I am. I know the sound of my voice. Yeah, I know when it's me talking, mm-hmm. and I know when someone is talking about me. And maybe if I didn't have that security of knowing those things around myself, then maybe I might explore the different rooms to, to borrow from your analogy to see mm-hmm. if there's something that, that works a little bit better. Um, one of the things that a lot of folks push back against is that, um, many of the people who are changing their pronouns they tend to be young you mentioned that you kind of went through this when you were about 21 yeah but uh, a big part of this country is 
concerned with, I, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, but they're unnecessarily concerned with what I will describe here at least as yeah. a trans agenda. Mm -hmm. And they've lumped in the changing of pronouns by younger people um, into that narrative. Um, now I want to say something because I, this is, I just know this part is true. Yeah. Um, I don't believe that that is a real thing. Yeah. Um, I think that when people learn a very small piece about someone's sexuality, they then define them as 100% sexual all the time. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if I was to say, I'm polyamorous, for instance. Yeah. Then people would think that I'm just that. I'm a full, full, whole person. Yeah. I go on boats. <laughs> I cross bridges. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's one part of my life that yeah. has that. You know what I'm saying? So I think with when when people think about trans people, they think that that's 100 yeah. percent who they are 100 percent of the time is their sexual expression, and they're expressing that sexuality 100 percent of the time, and that's not true. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think is worth mentioning, and I want to get your thoughts is a lot of people come to terms with their sexuality at a young age. Granted, sexuality, from what I understand, it, it's fluid or it can be fluid. It can change different parts of your life, you know? It's my understanding of the science of it. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, when people start awakening to their sexual um, self, it happens at a younger age, typically. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on, I, I know you're not trans. I do, least, I, I, I do least, identify as trans. Oh, okay. So yeah. then there we go. So mm -hmm. I, I learned that too. So um, what I want you to do is give us some insight into um, maybe how it feels to be, to bear witness to that, that attempt at chronicling this narrative and mm -hmm kind of some of the things that I said about, you know, people coming to terms with their sexuality at a young age and maybe there's the agenda being imagined. Just kind of give me some feedback on what yeah. I think at least. Yeah. I think like, well, I think that's something that's been interesting to watch in many different ways is that I think we have come a lot farther in understanding that people can understand their sexualities from a young age. Mm -hmm. Not everyone does. And it is fluid. Like, I think things can change over time. I didn't start using the language of queer until I was 19. And it took me a long time to realize like, oh, that's what that is. Um, and so I think that if we can see that with sexuality, then I think that there's, it's surprising to then see also, I, I also think that, that can be true of gender, right? Um, it's just like an, an understanding of who you are. And also these things can change. Mm -hmm. um, I think when I think about, well, there are a couple of things that come to mind. There's this um, non-binary writer, poet, speaker, Alok Vaid Manan. Um, they are someone who I really appreciate their input. They have a beautiful book on um, called Beyond the Gender Binary, which is like a really nice little intro into thinking about beyond the gender binary. Anyways, one of the things that they say oftentimes is, and this isn't a direct quote, but is that what folks are afraid of, that it, it's not that people are afraid of gender queer people and people who 
are exploring gender or present in different ways, it's that they're afraid of like what that means for every for all that folks have had to suppress themselves. I think that mm. like while I don't think there's a trans agenda, I think that what I find in like trans and non-binary community is openings. It's like, okay, well, what if we take away these boxes, right? Um, what opens? Like, what does it mean to express yourself via dress in a way that feels the best for you? Yeah. And that everyone should have access to color, to texture, to different pieces of garments. Like it's not, and what does it mean to be feminine? What does it mean to be masculine? I think it's a lot about like opening up that there are so many ways to be in this world and we don't have to just be what's handed to us. And I think that that, and you know, encourages, I think a lot of imagination, a lot of creativity. It's like, what's possible. Sure. Sure. So, so, um, First off, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, and let's do this. Let's put a pin in this. Okay. And we'll come right back to it with part two. Okay. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.